Blog Talk Radio. Each and every one of you all for your prayers. 
I feel much, much better. I'm not completely, well, I'm going to say it like this. I'm out the woods. My only problem right now, I have a little cough, I have a little congestion, but I thank God, first of all, for the ability to be back with you all on the air. Also, I'm claiming healing right now. Along with healing, I know the preparation I have to do. I have to continue to take care of myself, continue to wrap myself up because this weather is kind of uh, strange. <clears throat> so even for you all, I want to encourage you all, please bundle up. Right now, we might be outside. It might, it might be 50 degrees or whatever, but there's still some germs and viruses and all that stuff that's going around. And this flu is very, very serious. There are people that have been dying because of this flu. So I want to encourage you all, please take care of yourself. If you see yourself getting sick, please go to the doctor. I want to encourage you all, please watch yourself when you're around people. If you see them coughing, number one, stay away from them. Tell them to cover up their mouth. Make sure you continue to wash your hands. Also, hand sanitizers. Keep some hand sanitizers. And also, sterilize the place that you're at, that you're going. Keep some Lysol with you. Some people may think you're over the board or whatever. So what? The main thing is you take care of yourself. Load up on vitamin C. Take your vitamins. Get you some proper rest. So I want to encourage each and every one. I don't want anyone to get sick. Um, and like I said, I know there are some family members of mine that's out there sick, my father and my sister, um, under the weather. So I want to uh, ask you all to pray for them, but also many other people that I know that's been sick. So like I said, today is my first day back on the air and I thank God for the ability to be back with you all. And once again, thank you all for y'all prayers. Thank y'all for checking in on me. <coughs> Question, do you have any mistakes, bad decisions, or procrastinations that you made in 2017? Well, as much as you may regret it, that's water under the bridge. The good news is you can accept God's grace of forgiveness and forgiving yourself, and begin a fresh start in the new year. Today, we're going to talk about forgiving yourself, receiving a fresh start, and steps to help you achieve your goals in the new year in the episode called Moving Forward in the New Year. Now, this is the episode that I intended on having on New Year's Eve, but once again, like I stated, I was under the weather. So instead of Xing it out, I felt that it was necessary since it's still kind of fresh. This is the 14th day of January. We're 14 days into the new year, and some people may still be kind of rational with, Ugh, I should have did this, I should have did that in the old year, but like I said, that's water under the bridge. But what we're going to do, we're going to talk about some steps for us to be able to do what we need to do in this year, but not just in this year, but in the years to come. The first thing I want to talk about, we first have to forgive ourselves. We got to forgive ourselves over whatever bad decision, whatever thing that we did not finish, accomplish, or even start on, we got to forgive ourselves. We can't beat ourselves up over problems, over bad decisions, over things that we did over and over and over and over again. Now, it's easy for us to forgive other people. But we have to learn to forgive ourselves. And if you think about it, a lot of times we forgive people 
who we may not ever see again. But we have a hard time forgiving the person that we see in the mirror every day. We beat ourselves up. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to move from bad decisions that we've made in the past. So what we have to do, we have to not only forgive ourselves, we have to realize whatever caused us to make that bad decision, we need to write that down. Utilize those as teachable moments. <clears throat> now, along with forgiving yourself, like I said, look at what did you do wrong and look at those as teachable moments. See, a lot of time people make bad decisions over and over and over again, but they never learn from the consequences of their bad choices. So if you don't learn from it, you're going to continue to make those bad decisions. What you have to do, you have to look at and be transparent. You have to write down, okay, this was my choice, and I chose this. I decided to choose this instead of that, and my results were failure, or my results were procrastination. Whatever you did, look at it, observe it. Also, even if it causes you to Seek advice from those who are qualified and those who may be seasoned or wise in that field. Now, we just can't ask just anybody for advice because sometimes we choose to get advice from people who is unknowledgeable, who's unwise, and also sometimes they may be somebody who really don't have your best interest at heart. There might be somebody that may be jealous. Just because you like somebody or you may be friends or related to somebody, that does not mean that they're qualified to handle whatever questions that you may have pertaining to that particular field. There may be some people, matter of fact, there are some people that I really, really care about. I respect them, but I understand as good as in, as good of an intentions that they have, they make horrible decisions. There's some good, sweet people, but they base things based upon their emotions or they make decisions based upon their emotions instead of wisdom. So those people, I can love them, I can respect them, but I can't trust them with important decisions that are concerning me. So when I realize who I'm dealing with, then I deal with them accordingly. It's just like there may be somebody who you may love. There may be somebody who they really have a good heart. But if you give them some money, instead of using it for the purpose that they need, they may give it away to somebody that's unappreciative or somebody that may not use it in a proper way. So you have to understand people that you may seek counsel from, you have to make sure that they are qualified and make sure that they, number one, use wisdom and someone that may be experienced in that field. So I would advise you, along with, I said first, forgiving yourself, and then look at what caused you to not make the right decision or what caused you to not complete the task or the assignment that you had. We have to look at that. Now, one second, I have to change the time. Okay. So after you, so after you do that, after you look at, okay, why did I make this bad decision? Being real, being transparent with yourself, because if you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to get to the root of the problem. You have to be real. You have to be honest with yourself. If you are not, if you're not mm, wise enough to make proper decisions in wisdom, 
but you move based upon your emotions, then you need to check yourself. You need to evaluate yourself. You need to ask God to help you to not move by your emotions. Move by his spirit. Move by wisdom. But don't move by your emotions. Because emotions are fickle. Our feelings change. Sometimes we go by, because of our feelings, we go by what we see. But that leads us to not lean upon God's wisdom. Because a lot of times with our emotions, we see the front of things. But when we use wisdom, when we use discernment, when we use God's spirit, we get to the root of the problem or the root of the source. So we have to seize God's wisdom when it pertains to investigating things. So pertaining to investigating ourselves, look at why are you making wrong decisions? Also, along with evaluating yourself, evaluate the people that you have around you. Because a lot of times we wait on people that are around us to help us when God already told us to go forward. We can't wait upon support from others when God have already given us the green light to go. Now, this is something I want to share with you all, and this is not being funny, but we have to be very, very careful when we're doing things or when we plan something, when we have a plan or a vision, we cannot wait on support or we cannot expect support from others or even certain people, and that includes Friends and family We cannot do that What we have to do What we have to do When we have Investigated When God has given us something When God has given us a plan When God has given something In our spirit Pertaining to something we may need to Investigate something we may need to do It might be a gift It might be a talent that you may have That you might want to Expand. You want to open up a business. You might want to um, do something, some type of business, or even expand a business, start a business, do something, exercise a talent or a gift. Whatever you want to do, do not expect support from anybody. A lot of times, our biggest fan, we have to make that biggest fan ourselves. Does that mean that you're selfish? No. We have to make sure that we have a no-dying attitude. Excuse me. Why am I saying all this? Because it boils down to this particular thing. We have to look at what do we want to do. Now, after you have already checked out, after you have already realized, okay, well, you know what? I realized um, the reason why I failed, the reason why I make bad decisions or whatever is because a lack of preparation. Or uh, you find out where you, what your hangups are and you improve on that. You acknowledge them first. The first thing we have to do when it boils down to addressing a problem, we have to realize that we have a problem. It's just like those who, there's a program called Schick, Schick. And those are the people who might have had, uh, I believe it was uh, trying to stop smoking or alcohol. The first thing they tell you to do is acknowledge that you have a problem. Acknowledge that you are an addict or acknowledge that you are an alcoholic. And that's the same thing pertaining to everything Pertaining to us, we have to admit, we have to, that's what confession is, confessing, say it without our mouth, say it out of our mouth, confessing, but you know what, I have a problem, I have an issue. Once you acknowledge that, then that's when you work on it. Let me backtrack a little bit. So, we've evaluated ourselves, we realized that 
why we make bad decisions, and also even put this out there, also even with procrastination. That's something that we have to stop doing. We have to stop putting off stuff. A lot of time it shows that we're not properly uh, have proper management of our time or proper management of our talent. So in order for us, because we can't change what we did in the past, but we can learn from the past. So we can't go back and change 2017. But what we can do, we can realize and understand whatever that we did in 2017, we can learn. We can use those as teachable moments so that way it can help us to achieve what we need to do in 2018 and in the years to come. So, realize what caused you to put stuff off. Realize that you can't do that anymore. We have to prioritize. <coughs> excuse me. We have to prioritize what's important. Now we realize that. Let's now, let's start making some realistic goals. In other words, it's always best. I, I recommend this. Whatever you want to do in life, write it down. I think about the scripture that says, write the vision and make it plain. Even just that simply, it, it encourages us that when we write things down, there's a visual contact from our eyes to that paper. When we see it, it's a reminder. It's a reminder to us, you know what? There's something that has to be done. There is something that I have to do. And what I like to do, I like to make sure whenever I have a goal or a vision or a plan or whatever, I always write it down and always put it where when I wake up, I see it. When I get out the bed, anywhere I look, <coughs> see me, anywhere I can see on my bed, I put it there so that way when I first open up my eyes, it's the first thing I see. But see, with me also, I do have an alarm clock, but there are some things I'm so passionate about that actually actually wakes me up before the alarm clock wakes me up. When there's something that drives me, <coughs> excuse me, when I'm driven, when I'm in my zone, a lot of times I wake up an hour or so before the alarm clock, or if I don't have to work, if it's a weekend, and oftentimes I stay up. Oftentimes I don't sleep. I'm so driven that it's birthed in me. It causes me not to sleep, but it causes me to stay up and work, continue to work, work at it. Work at it. I look at it as being impregnated. God has impregnated each and every one of us with gifts and talents. This is something everybody has. Unfortunately, there are some people who may know their gift, know their talent, know their purpose, but then there are others who may not. So I would encourage you if you don't know your purpose on this earth, if you don't know your purpose, your reasoning, I would advise you to seek God. First of all, recommend it that you fast and pray. That's one of the main scriptures I often think about, Mark 9 and 29. But some things come by prayer and fasting. And that shows that you're serious with God. Sometimes it's good for us to push the plate back. And that, that's what fasting is really is. Pushing the plate back and seeking God, not for the natural food, but you're moving from the natural food to the spiritual food. You're consulting God. One of the main scriptures we often hear is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means God's way of being right. Doing the right thing the right way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you, which means all these things 
shall chase you down. You won't have to look for it. They will come looking for you because you're seeking God. You're seeking the things of God. You're seeking God's kingdom. And when you put God first in every area of your life, then it puts you in line for the things that God has for you. It puts you in harmony. It puts you in rhythm in the things that God has for you. So seek God, obey God, look into God's word pertaining to any and everything pertaining to your life. Remember, the Bible tells us there's no good thing that he will withhold from us. So when we seek God and also seeking God for his wisdom, seeking God for, <coughs> excuse me, seeking God for his wisdom, seeking God for his counsel pertaining to everything in our life. And remember this, there's nothing too small that God won't be concerned about. There's nothing so small. There are some people, well, you know, I don't want to bother God about this, about that. No, I'm telling you, he wants you. He invites you to talk to him about those things, about your hopes, about your dreams, about your ambition, about your desires. The things you want to do, if you want to open up a business, if you want to expand in a business on your talent, your gift, if you love to cook and you want to take a chance at um, uh, open up a bakery, a restaurant, or whatever, he wants you to talk to him about it. He wants you to talk to him about it. He wants you to seek him about it. He wants you to do that. So don't ever feel that, well, you know, uh, I'm important. I'm not important to God. Or God don't care about it. Look, you may not care about it, but he cares about it. So talk to him about it. Matter of fact, while I'm on that, I do want to say this because Sometimes they, people beat themselves up. Sometimes people feel like they're not important. Some people, oh, God don't care about this. God don't care about that. I want to say this for <clears throat> You cannot allow negative thoughts, negative words to come out of your mouth about yourself about the talent or about the gift God has given you. Why to say that? A lot of times we talk ourselves out of our own blessing or out of our own purpose that God has for us. Now, a lot of times we often talk to people about you got to move away from negative people, negative-minded people. You got to move away from those type of people. That's good. That's fine and dandy. But a lot of times, the negative words are not from the people that's on the outside of us. A lot of the words, negative words, come from within us, our own self. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy, our own worst critic. Now, there is a difference between constructive criticism and negativity. So we have to differentiate between the two. Now, I was talking to my son yesterday. I was talking to my son yesterday, and um, he was laughing. And when he would laugh, he was actually videotaping himself. And he's la- he started laughing. And then when he started laughing, he said, well, I got this out because I sound stupid when I'm laughing. Or I sound like this. I sound like that. And I said, wait a minute. Don't you say that. Don't ever say that about yourself. See, a lot of times we'll beat up on ourselves, we talk negative about ourselves, and that gives permission for other people to do the same thing to us. Or when people do that about us or towards us, we're so used to talking negative that we gravitate negativity from other people. But we have to realize who we are in God. We have to realize and appreciate who we are, even the silliness. Appreciate that. So that way, even that's that's how you nip things in the bud. So when you start putting people out of the zone when they're negative and you start telling people, hey, look here, you know, you ain't going to talk about me like that or whatever, or just move away from them. When you move away from people like that 
and you stop talking negative about yourself, then what happens, it gives you a clearer conscience to move forward, get away from that negative stuff. Because there are some people that are negative. There are some people, and even some that may be saved, they're negative. There are some people who are saved, but they're cardinal. They're carnal. So we have to realize those kind of people because people who are carnal-minded, they don't see things or understand things in the spiritual sense, in the spiritual realm. So we have to realize that. So we have to make realistic goals, write them down, write down what you want to do and why you want to do it. Write down your goal, your dreams, and your whys, your goals, your dreams, your talents, and why you want to do it. What is your motive of doing it? Along with writing those things down, write down your reasoning, not just your motive of why you want to do it, but have something or someone in mind of who's going to drive you, what is your driving force, or who is your driving force for you to keep on going, even when things look rough, even when things seem hard. What is your driving force? My driving force is my son, my 12-year-old son, Dylan. I want to say hi to him. Hi, Dylan. I have pictures of him along with when I have uh, goals, I write them down. I write it where when I get out to bed or when I wake up, I can see it. But I also have pictures of my son. I have it on my desk. I have it when I wake up. When I first open up my eyes, I see it. I have several pictures of them so that way, no matter where I turn in my room, I can see it. When I'm not feeling my best, when I feel like, ugh, this is hard, I look at him. He's my reasoning for doing it. I want to be an example to him that all things are possible through Christ. I want to be an example to him that if daddy can do it, so can he. But also, I want to set an example so when I do it, I can help him to do it. When he feels unsure, when he feels like, oh, daddy, this is hard. No, look here. If God can help me, God can help you to do it, to achieve it. So he's my reasoning. And also, even myself, I want to be an example to other people, to other people, to let people know that God can do it. (coughs) Excuse me. God can do it. Sorry about that. I want to be an example to other people. I want to be an example to the young men, to the young ladies, to the black guys, to the white guys, Hispanic guys, to all guys, all people, that there is an example of success. And God has blessed me to be successful in this area And the same God that did it for me can do it for you. So I want, that's my reasoning. I want to make sure that my goals are realistic. I want to make sure that my goals are obtainable. And they will be obtainable. And they are obtainable. The other thing I have to make sure, and you have to make sure, that you prepare yourself. You have to do your homework. A lot of times people just say, well, you know, God, you know, God told me to do this, so I'm just going to go do it. Excuse me. I'm just going to go do it. And you're not prepared, you will fail. You have to be prepared. You have to work on your niche. You have to be a planner. You have to work at it. You have to be educated in that field. You have to do what you do. Now, when you do what you're supposed to do, then that gives God access to come in and take over and just 
have you in have you at the right place at the right time and you're prepared. But if God set the scene and you're not prepared, then what's gonna happen? You're not gonna you're not gonna be as successful as you could be. So we have to do our part. A lot of times, like I say, people just, you know, well, it's God's responsibility. Or I've heard this, which is incorrect. Some people say, well, you know, but just let the Holy Ghost do it. And one of the examples I heard, we think about this. If we just let the Holy Ghost do it, that means I could wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I want to be a brain surgeon. So instead of me going to school for all those years, that means I could just go to any random hospital and just walk up in there and say, I'm going to be a brain surgeon. They're going to say, well, where are your, where's your credentials? Where's your diploma? What school did you get? They're going to do their background check on me. And just imagine me saying, well, I ain't did none of that. The Holy Ghost taught me. They're going to say, no, you need to get out this hospital. Why? Because, number one, I haven't done my part. God may give me a vision. God may give me a word. Hey, look, I want you to be a brain surgeon. So what do I supposed to do? I need to find out what school is best qualified to teach me, and I need to enroll. I need to get in that school. I need to start studying. I need to start making sure that my grades are up. My grades are high, so that way I could be most effective once I graduate. And now somebody may want to hire me, a hospital may hire me because, you know what, they see that I'm best qualified in that field time. So I have to do my part. There's a song by the Mighty Class of Joy that says, I made a step. And part of the labor say, if you make one step, he'll make two. So in other words, you got to be prepared. And when you do what you're supposed to, they give God access to move in. So <clears throat> being prepared, doing your homework. And like I said earlier, we can't expect people to support us. Now, it's good they do, <clears throat> but you can't expect that a lot of times when people expect help they get no help and then they're surprised they're hurt they're offended but when you don't expect it and you don't get it you're not let down but if you don't expect it and you get it let that be a surprise to you and then you you got help but remember this we have to be when i say Self-reliant or self-sufficient That doesn't mean We move Without God No We talking about moving With God Matter of fact There's a word If we look up the word Work Work In the Old Testament Looking in Genesis Adam had work Adam didn't have a job. Adam had work. The original meaning for that word work is a word that we know that means energy. Energy, a source, source being God, energy from God, God being the source of the work, the ability. That ability that Adam had came from God. Work came from God. To Adam And God has given each and every one of us Work Gift Talent So everybody has something from God But like I say, It's our responsibility to seek God Pertaining to that So We can't expect Or support And sometimes some people they get that they get disappointed because, well, you know, family is supposed to be there for you. Well, to be honest with you, they may be blood related to you, but they may not be mentally related to you. They may not they may not be on the same level or the same maturity or even the same business savvy as you. 
and they may be your relatives. They may be your church members, whatever or whoever. But we cannot let that discourage us. If we have something that God has told us to do, or we have a gift or a talent, and look like God has made provisions for us to go forward in it, then do it. But we can't let that stop you. <clears throat> so go for it. Don't look for help. You plot, plan, seek God, and God, as you do it, as you move forward, God will send the help sometimes from people that you may you may not even know. Sometimes it's the strangers. Sometimes it may be sinners that are sent to come to support you so financially or whatever. It might be a ministering tool where somebody who ain't even saved come and help you. And because of you, your life, your lifestyle, your testimony, that might bring them in to begin to save. So we can't look for help from certain people and allow that to discourage us. <clears throat> also realize not everybody is going to understand your vision, your plan, your talent, or your gift. Not everybody is going to understand. And it's not for you to explain to everybody either. A lot of time when we try to stop and explain to people, a lot of time that stops us from progressing. Sometimes it's best to just go ahead and do what needs to be done. Let people see your talent instead of you talking about your talent. There are some people, like I said, there are some people because of they may have fear, they are fearful people. And when they see somebody exercising in their gift, exercising in their talent, or whatever. Well, but no, no, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Well, you got to look at them. Are they doing anything? No. <clears throat> so we have to be mindful of even the people that we listen to, even the people that we have in our inner circle. I always say this. If you are the smartest, if you are the most talented one in your circle, then you're in the wrong circle. You need to center yourself around people that's going to challenge you, people that's going to make you, you know what, make you get up and get to work. <coughs> people that's going to make you get up extra early. Matter of fact, even we can speak about early, we can speak about procrastination. This is something that a coworker said, and it as I began to look at it, and I had to apply it to my life. He said to be early at work. To be early means to be on time, but to be on time means you're late. So, in other words, being able to get a head start by just being on time. <coughs> Is it feel like when you rushing, going to work, when you rushing, doing or going somewhere, it 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 it, it makes you, it makes you just, it, your day be just <clears throat> kind of off. But when you early, and you not having to rush, take your time, it seems like your day gets a little bit easier. You enjoy it a little bit better. Also, the wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's the same way. He often say he got to make it there. If he's if he's there ten minutes early, that means he's late in his mindset. So he he likes to get there fifteen, maybe twenty, maybe thirty minutes early. And I know that's something that I have to work on. You don't want to have a stigma of always being late. You don't want to have a stigma of always just barely making it. No, that type of stigma, it really makes you look bad when you are a business person. So you don't want to, you don't want to have your clients waiting on you. You want to make sure that when your clients are there, that it's in the atmosphere where it's just 
peaceful and it's not rushed. So I wanted to make sure to acknowledge that. So writing down your vision, make sure that you write it down, make sure that it's something that you realize is something that you can do. And also not just not just something that you can do, but also I want to tell you this. Every day do something that's helping you to get one step closer to you completing your purpose, uh, your destination, your destiny, your talent, your gift, whatever. Every day do something. You might not be able to do a thousand things every day. You might do a hundred today. You might do 15 tomorrow. You might do two the day after tomorrow. But do something. Don't stop. Don't ever stop. It's just like when you work out, they say when you work out, if you want to see good results, the best thing to do is when you're working out, having your rest periods minimal. When you have your rest periods minimal, then you can go ahead and get all the get all your muscles and all that stuff is is worked. Also, even looking at this, I know because I was off the air for two weeks and it's it was hard it was hard to get back into starting tonight. It became actually it was it was easier for me to start last week but I couldn't because I was coughing more than tonight. And then when it came down to the day, I said, okay, good. I'm able to do it today. But then all of a sudden what happened? Well, how about I just go ahead and wait till next week? See, when you stop something, it's harder to get back into it. There are a lot of people who say, well, you know, I'm going to stop school this semester and I pick it back up the following semester. And you know what? A lot of time they don't go back. Or some of them, if they do go back, it's later than they anticipated. Because what happened when we procrastinate? Actually, we become lazy. Some of us become lazy. So it's best for us, don't even stop. You may slow down, but don't stop. <coughs> Excuse me. So we have to realize it's important for us to keep on going, keep the momentum going, keep it going, keep it going. And as we keep going, it'll help us. It'll help us. It'll encourage us to keep on going because, you know what, we're one step closer. Think about this. There's a Chinese proverb I heard. It says, Excuse me. It says, how does an ant eat an elephant? How does an elephant one bite at a time? So in other words, each moment that you get a chance, do something. Like I said, you might not be able to be fully effective like you were yesterday in achieving more goals. But as long as you do something, do something. Matter of fact, if you're writing a book, you might be used to writing three or four pages a day, six or seven pages a day. But if you have a busy day today and it's at the end of the night, even if you just write down a paragraph, a sentence, something, that's doing something to get you one step closer. But if you don't do anything at all, then it makes it even more or more difficult the next day because naturally we, I just say it like this, naturally some people are just lazy. Sometimes some people don't have that Never say die. Never quit attitude. So we may have grown up in a negative environment. We may have grown up in an environment that may not have been so encouraging. 
But that does not define who we are, and that should not be a stigma that we accept. So each day, do something that's going to help you through or to your destination, your purpose, your goal, your talent, your gift. Also, I want to say this, along with never dying, along with never quitting, along with not not allowing anybody to stop you, remember this, whatever you want to do, keep doing it, even in you doing your homework, even in you doing your preparation, there may be some people that may try to talk you out of it, but you can't do it. You can't stop. I want to share this with you. Um, I took, I, I found someone to give me guitar lessons. I always wanted to play the guitar. So sometime back in the 90s, I found, they said that they give guitar lessons. So I went to that person. I, I found the person. I went to the person's house. And when I went there, they let me use their acoustic guitar. I only had an electric guitar at the time. But this person wanted to teach me from an acoustic guitar. So an acoustic guitar, for those that don't know, acoustic guitar is um is almost like a Western guitar, um, you know, kind of like a box, a wooden guitar, don't need an amplifier. So, and they're a little bit bigger than uh, an electric guitar. So, I I got their acoustic guitar, and he was trying to have me to position my fingers at a way where... Uh, It would be technically right But it wasn't comfortable to me And so He began to talk to me And he asked me how long I've been playing the guitar And I told him about a year or so And so as he was talking to me He asked me But do I play another instrument I said yes I play the drums And he asked me how long I've been playing the drums So that was back in the 90s So uh, I started playing the drums when I was four so let's just say at the time I was playing the drums for, mm, let's say, 20 years. And he said, wait, you play the drums? You're a drummer? I said, yes, sir. But you trying to learn how to play the guitar? I said, yes, sir. He said, you need to give it up. He said, you need to give it up. He said, you need to go ahead and just continue to play the drums and don't worry about no guitar. You're too old anyway. And I'm like, Wow. Now I'm paying him, but he was like, "Well, you you just you just too old, you know." And he actually stopped teaching me. Now I went there one time, and after I left there, I said, "You know what? I will never go again." So what I did, get my guitar. I will wash my hands first. I began to start learning how to play myself. I began to start watching videos. I began to start going to concerts. I would start mimicking them. And now I can play. Now, the funny thing about it, years later, I ran into that same person. They didn't recognize me. I recognized them. And I looked and I said, Lord, thank you. Because even though he was a skillful player, he tried to discourage me from stopping. Now, this is the thing. There are some people, and he might have had good intentions. He might have, well, you know, no, you know, you, you, might, you might as well just, you know, play the drums or whatever. But there are some people who are just a natural. They just pick up things or it look like they were born knowing things. But then there are other people who they have to work a little bit harder. So if you're not one of the ones that automatically have things and you might have to work a little bit harder, sometimes you have to burn the midnight oil to work a little bit harder. But that doesn't mean that, well, you may not, you may not get there. No, you just have to work harder and continue to work Work, practice, practice, practice. 
get some toolage. Practice, 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 practice. Sometimes you have to get rid of, you have to get out your bed. You might as well just stay up and work at it. When you're really passionate about something, you're not thinking about sleeping. You're not thinking about eating. Matter of fact, when I was learning, when I was uh, practicing on the guitar, I didn't want to sleep. I actually, I actually would stay up an extra three or four hours. I actually slept in the bed with my guitar so that way when I wake up in the morning, I can play it. So you have to do that sometimes. So whatever it is, that gift, that talent that you want to do, open up that business or whatever it is. Sometimes you may have to stay up a little late, but how bad do you want it? That's the key thing to remember. How bad do you want it? You have to see yourself doing it. You have to see yourself opening up that business, whatever you want to do. And this is the thing. No longer try to put it off in the future. Do something and start something right now. This is the day that you need to start. Make up in your mind, you know what? I'm going to do it, and I'm going to stick to it. Matter of fact, just sharing this with you, um, when I the, when I started this podcast, I actually started paying on it in September. September, I believe September of 2016. August or September 2016. I should have started right then and there, but I didn't. You know when I started? I started January, February of 2017. Months passed. I kept putting it off. Crastination. Fear. I let all of that hinder me those months. So I'm telling you from personal experience, you prepare, you do your homework, you plan, but don't let fear, don't let intimidation stop you. And when I finally started this program, when I finally started this podcast, there was a sense of relief, but also there was a regret of, man, why did I wait so long? And so I don't want any one of y'all to be going through that. So what we have to remember, this is a new day. This is a new year. And God has given us the grace. God has forgiven us. And God wants us to forgive ourselves. God wants us to do what we need to do so we can go ahead and achieve the goals, the plans that he wants us to do. And also even he wants us to know. He wants to know what are our goals, what are our dreams. And he wants to help us to achieve them. But what we have to do, like I said, we have to do our homework. We got to be prepared. But remember this. When are you going to choose to start? When are you going to choose to do it? So we thank God that God has blessed us with another opportunity to get it right, to do it right. And for those who may feel like, you know what, I'm unsure. I don't know what I'm going to do. Remember this. Uh, You can write down 1 Peter 4 and 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. That's NIV version. <coughs> also, Exodus 35 and 10, it tells us, all who are skilled amongst you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. And even when we think about uh, Matthew 25 and 15, they talk about uh, the talents of the three people who had talents. One had five, the other one had two, and the other one had one. And the one that had one, he received one talent. But unfortunately, he buried it. He buried it. And then, uh, you know, story, the main thing is a lot of times, People have the ability or they receive something. Sometimes they're unappreciative. Sometimes they bury it. 
But also remember this. Just because somebody buried it, you know what? If they don't use it, God may give that to somebody else. And that person that buried it going to see the person that's doing something with it right in front of their eyes. Romans 12, 3 through 11. We have to remember, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is amongst you, to not think of yourself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Each and every one of us have gifts and talents, and we might have different ones. So we have to remember, you have something to offer. And what you may have to offer may not be the same as mine or vice versa. But we have to remember, God has given each and every one of us something. So for those who may be seeking, those who may be trying to find out what their purpose, what their plans are in life, I would encourage you to seek God, talk to God. (coughs) Excuse me. Talk to God, consult God about those things. Ask him to reveal the purpose of why he granted you here on this earth. And I'm telling you, when you seek God about things, he will answer. But this is a key thing. When we seek God, don't move until he responds. We need to listen. We need to wait for God because we don't want to move on our emotions. We don't want to go by what we think. No, we want to go by what we know based on what he told us. And for those who may not understand, for those who may have other questions, For those who may, you know what, I don't know what to do. You know what, I also got some issues. I also got some things going on in my life. I want you to know this is the opportunity that you can give everything to God right now. The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He wants us to come to him about every situation that we're dealing with. But also those who may be going through things, those who may just want a word of encouragement, I would invite you to Jesus Christ. Those who may be listening who may not be saved, and you're wondering, what must I do to be saved? Um, I mean, do I have to wait to go to church to get saved? No, you can accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior right now while you listen to this program. Romans 10 and 9 tell us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, thy Savior, and believe in their heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whatever your issue is, whatever you want to give to God, you can give to him right now. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. You see the needs and concerns of your people right now, God. God, we're speaking, God. First of all, God, we ask God to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. If there's anything that's in us, God, that's hindering our relationship with you, God. God, we give you permission to come in and move it out right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask God to help us, God, to be the men and ladies that you call for us to be, God. That will obey you, that will trust you, God. That will fulfill the assignment and the purpose that you have for us right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, for those who may be sick, God, touch and heal their body right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, even in the hospital room, God. Lord, Jeremiah, God, Jeremiah, God, touch his body, heal his body, God. Thank you, Lord, for the testimony that you're giving him right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you continue, God, to comfort the family, comfort the mother right now, God. Comfort the friends, the family, the cousins, God. Let them know, God, that Jeremiah is in in your hands, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, even for what you've already done, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony, God, that he will have, God. We thank you, Lord, even for the results that we already see right now in the name of Jesus. And stand about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now 
in the name of Jesus, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn for our good. God, we speak, God, for those who may be seeking their purpose right now, God. Help them to seek you, God. And as they seek you, God, you will reveal everything pertaining to them, their purpose, and their identity right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak, God, for those who may be dealing with a broken heart, God. God, we speak, God, that you mend their broken heart, God. That you fix and regulate their minds right now, God. God, who may have a scar on their heart, God. God, we speak, God, that you that you heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak, God, for the bereaved family, God. God, minister to them and let them know, God, that you never left them, God. You will be a father to the father, that you will be a mother to the motherless, God. You will be a friend to those who are friendless right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony, God, that's coming through this. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for even healing my body, God. We thank you, Lord, for healing other people's bodies, God. We thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and who supported this program. Feel free to contact me on Facebook. (coughs) Excuse me. Contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. You can read my daily devotions or my videos that are posted on my page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Brother Prater. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprother, Prater, P as in Paul, R A T as in Tom, E R, dot org, brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, The Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, their children, their spouse, or their children's mother. To inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show. I thank you all for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you and good night. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.